right. Brandon King, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, welcome oh, no. to the show. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 so, you know, I was getting this podcast going and thinking about who I should reach out to and, and talk to and who's got a, a pretty unique and inspiring story and you definitely come top of mind. Um, so I'd love to kind of give you the floor for a couple of minutes to talk about your journey into entrepreneurship, you know, what you're working on now and, and, and how you got there. All right. Um, man, um, cold start. I mean, just like, bam, no warm up. Yeah. Yeah. No warm up. That's all good though, man. Uh, shit, man. Got quite a bit of a journey, man. Uh, I think I've always been entrepreneurial, just didn't necessarily know it. Um, right. But, uh, I mean, long story short, bro, uh, former athlete, obviously, uh, I think I've been playing ball. I think I've been playing football since my, since I was five. I don't play anymore, obviously. Um, but uh, that journey started, man, and uh, you know made it through college into the NFL. Uh, and when you become an NFL player, I'll say, oh, I actually say when you become a college athlete, right? That's kind of like your first taste of what building your own brand is, is all kind of kind of about, right? You kind of get to. Well, I, I'll say back in 2000, because I went, I was, I went to Purdue from 2005, 2009, and social media wasn't quite like it is today. So I couldn't imagine uh, being uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you know, one of these big time quarterbacks or something like that. Uh, and it literally already being in college, Nick, already having a whole brand built up with millions of followers, right? Um, so you know, build, you know, me going through that, I, I did kind of get to build my brand in college. So that was kind of like the first taste of entrepreneurship. And then in the NFL, it really takes a whole nother turn, right? You Because you are a business. You know, you, you the name on the back of your jersey is you are the, the entrepreneur. Uh, uh, except your uh, your lead investor happens, happens to be the team owner, <laughs> right? Uh, so you kind of put the, I mean, he is like, right? He, he, he's already, he's already a, a pretty scaled VC with a lot of dollars, right? Uh, to spend. And he's, and, he, and, he's, and he's used to investing in brand new products <laughs> every year but, uh i don't want to call it products but it's kind of how it goes but so uh yeah man so that kind of gave me you know my my first bill in it right like being my own brand bringing my own product you know knowing that you know i represented my family name and brand and so so everything i did uh while i was playing uh was watched right and so it was kind of my first taste of it. but then i kind of you know as you start making money man uh you know i kind of started wanting to do other things with my money um, and that's how I got into tech, right? Um, so, uh, you know, start wanting to learn more about it. And I think I think my rookie year was 2010, right? So I think that was kind of one of the, I don't know, it, 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 it's been a lot of tech booms, right, Nick? But, you know, from, from about 08 to probably about 2012, we saw what Instagram, Twitter kind of take off the platform. Uh, and, and, and I think I, I was one of the first people to get like a verified Twitter account, verified badges on, on stuff like that. So, uh, and we're super intrigued by it, man. Um, uh, and so, uh, I think a uh, long story short, you know, obviously I, I didn't play forever in the league. I played about four years, uh, and, uh, and, uh, just naturally, you know, you know, I've always been fascinated with tech. In fact, I tried to study at, uh, tried to, I tried to become a, a uh, engineer at Purdue, uh, but was told no. Uh, they said you're here to play football, uh, not uh, <laughs> not go to school. They said it, but they didn't say it in that way. I still remember the coach. He was like, he was like, he, he gave me some two or one type situation. Like you're here for that. I can't say in front of AD. 
but it was funny and then i saw i knew that shit was a big business like right like it's it was crazy but anyway um so i think i built i think i got into tech around 13 14 uh i built the built the game right out of uh basically it was like some robots code. it would be like robot ro- roblox code today i think i decided to built the game man got it to like uh eighth on the app store and it was over from that point on as far as being an entrepreneur uh, but you know it, it wasn't over from that point like well in my mind it was but like the hurdles i was gonna face uh or just start they were just fucking getting started to be honest with you um so um uh built the game man started getting some traction uh, and, uh, and it came up with the idea, uh, uh, for a applicant tracking system. Right. Um, and, uh, it, little did I know that would be quite a journey, but that, you know, you know, the, 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 the small successes and ultimately the failures I had with that would kind of lay the groundwork for where I am today. It definitely taught me, um, about the world of entrepreneurship and technology, uh, as well as like VC land, you know, angel funding, you know, just stuff I had no idea that existed. I here I was thinking, okay, I get, I get the money or get somebody to build your product. Uh, you kind of, you know, flesh out the the bugs in, in, in the app and, and then you just put it on there and people, they'll just start coming. Right. That's how it works. They'll just start, they'll start coming. No, that's not how it works. It's a, it's a whole process that goes into, being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, building the team, making sure your team is the right team. Like, like, like why are you the people to build this product? What makes your team so special, right? I think I kind of, I underestimated that in the beginning um, of my, my entrepreneurial uh, journey, like just how big, how much, and how helpful teams could be. And 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 really, it's it's that founded team that that you know these people with the, with the checks, they you know who they want to write checks to, right? Like you know you, you know. Uh, you kind of got to check off the boxes because uh, here I was all my, I think all my career, uh, I think I, like I just explained earlier, I was used to kind of being a solopreneur, right? Doing it all myself, uh, playing ball. And even though you're a part of team playing ball, you know, at the end of the day, you got a job to do because it's levels to move up in the football ranks. So, you know, I kind of had, I kind of, I, I got to tech, I got into tech entrepreneurship and couldn't do that anymore. Right. Um, uh, or, or I couldn't do the whole job myself. Right. And so hence to, how I became an engineer, right? Like I didn't want to depend on anybody to have to build anything for me or, 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 you know, I just want that hurdle knocked out. Right. Cause that was one of the, the things I saw that was most challenging is, is actually uh, building the product. Right. You got it. got an idea for an MVP. Uh, like, like how do I get to market? Right. And so uh, that drove me to become a, a engineer uh, and has uh, been the number one, driver uh in my entrepreneurial career so far and uh is uh the reason why i am where i am today with uh this platform fans up uh that just went live a few weeks ago um uh and which is a uh a, a virtual events platform uh you know anybody can any entertainer artist uh, or organization can uh basically uh build a paid live stream event and uh and then you know sell tickets through mobile devices and then they can you know people can watch these pay live events on android ios or tv devices or on the desktop web uh and so yeah man like uh i hope i didn't skip anything but that's kind of how i got how i got to the the product I, i'm building today uh i, I know i skipped a bunch of part about you know obviously that's uh, I, I had my 10 year smashing boxes work there uh kind of really i say nick for real taught me 
the basis of object-oriented programming. Like, I do a lot, but Mike Westlander, uh, uh, a lot of those guys definitely helped lay the foundation. Uh, it, it was well as, as, as yourself too, uh, how to how to go about you know doing business, how to kind of think outside the box in tech, and how to uh, definitely make an impact. So um, yeah, and I, I still tell people all the time, man, Smashing Box is my first job. Like I, I tell them all the time, like what, what's that? And then I, I tell them, then they go to your site. It's something, but I have ran to people that they, they know what Smashing Box is. Oh, you're fine. you're about to shop in Durham, right? I'm like, yeah, shop in That's Durham. That's funny. The, uh, it's your first job, uh, you know, outside of being an NFL player, outside of building a top 10 game uh, uh-huh. on the App Store. And then, yeah, right. so that's funny. Well, so I, yeah, no, that was great. I mean, and, and who knows? I don't know what I'm doing with this whole podcast, but, you know, maybe I should have started with what you're working on now in that story. But I think that story provides a good context for yeah. um, kind of h- how you got to where you are now. But there's so many more things to dive into, you know, like kind of like the right. challenges faced of sort of almost, I mean, not stardom, but you're used to just being like, wow, I'm the best. And then all of a sudden you're I'm like, oh, new, new world I'm and, and new stuff. World. So, but let's go yeah. about fan sub. So what, what is fan sub and what was like the, <laughs> why did you decide to do that? And where's oh, the company man. at today? You just launched and, and all that. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, so I think, uh, man, uh, co-friend of mine, uh, uh, Oh, you live in Atlanta music. too, right? So Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I'm, yeah, so I'm mecca in the of of music yeah. of inter- art or yeah. really inter- is it just entertainment now? Like it is, yeah. everybody they, they shoot movies, movies got all that. Yeah, <laughs> like so they do everything here. So uh, and it's, I say it's the king of the, the the rappers, right? Like they're here, like the, the biggest of who's who we listen to, uh, Atlanta, uh, big time city. So being here, man, like uh, got got tangled up with. Uh, kind of a guy that was into music like right and so i think this was right around maybe like december last year uh engineer a fellow engineer uh that i had met from a project we were working on at coca-cola uh had a idea for like he started out nick is like uh i think he, he was he, he brought it to me pitched it like, like a it's like a, a version of patreon where they gave you more control basically right mm-hmm. um and so we kind of took the concept, pictures of some people, like you know, and, you know, and, and kicked it around, and and actually liked the liked the you know from the customer discovery we did, like what we heard, right? And then uh, I, I, you know, so I think I think at that point, me and him kind of sat down, got on sketch, or I know maybe Adobe XD, and just kind of hashed the little version of what it thing, what, what it would look like out, and we actually liked it, right? I, I we thought it would be dope, and so we we came up with a concept, man, to how you know the whole concept ended up being like. We wanted to find a way to engage the artist, right, or or the entertainer, because you know we had, we, I think we had, the problem that we, had, we that we were hearing from from you know artists, you know, you know, small, you know, to medium size, is that they didn't necessarily they they may have had Nick these you, you know you, you may have had ten thousand followers on Instagram or Twitter, but when it came to engaging those folks, you know, the you know like the from the post they put out to just any link or any type of you know, posts they make, you know, you know, somebody that had 10,000 people, you know, they were only getting minimal views or minimal traction on a post that said they had, you know, 10, 20,000 people. Right. And so, and so we, we were like, well, damn, like, oh, why Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, give you more control of your data. Like you, you are helping them grow as a company. You know, we, it should only be right that they kind of do you a favor and help you kind of, you know, build your business around, you know, uh, to work for you. So, so, Long story short, just from that concept of, um, you know, you know, the bigger social platforms not giving people access to their data and also features to to help them 
like engage with their fans as well as monetize that data. That's where FanSub came from, like right with with the thought being that like we'll be a platform where you know you know uh, you know every follower you gain, every new subscriber you gain, we're gonna hand them to you, man. Like all their you know the information that we see on our dashboard as a company, you should have that access too, right? Uh, and so we we were planning to do that with you know by by letting people be able to manage their subscriptions on on FanSub as well as you know being able to turn 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 around and then communicate with those those followers and subscriptions in the form of push notifications, right? So being able to get right on the front of somebody's phone uh, and being able as an artist or entertainer, hey, I got a new release, bam, I get to get right down to my core fans, put it right on the front of their phone with a message uh, to a link to anything they wanted. And this this thing just did not exist at the time. I'm like, this, this doesn't exist. Like this capability, this, this, this is in here. And then, you know, through our discovery and talk to a bunch of artists and, and just labels, um, it, a product like this didn't exist at the point. Like, yeah, yeah, you could have, you can take a, you know, if you were a developer, you could take and build something for Twilio, but nobody had built a product where, it, you know, that would streamline where an artist could go, you know, start building their following on this platform and then have features to help them continue to nurture their their fandom and as well as, just let you know, offer different solutions to let them engage their their fans, right? So that's where FanSub came from. And then COVID hit and, and somebody, I don't remember, I think it may have been, it may have been Paige Craig, actually, who's a, who's an investor who, who I've been pitching, pitching around, uh, this, this, this concept with, from the beginning, uh, it, it thought we should maybe give live, live streaming events a, a spin. Um, cause, cause nobody was at the time, like when, when we hit nobody, you know, concerts had been, or just live events, period, Nick had been completely shut down. Like nobody was making any money. And so, so, so we already had the concept for fans up, and then so we threw in the live events portion to it, which made it now this this system of you know with the with the live events you could bring in a big pile, you can make a lot of money up front, and you can also bring in a, a huge swath of data of data at the time, right? And then you know with it, and and now when when that data is in place with our with our our map functionality and our push notification uh, campaigns, you could then turn back around and remarket to that data, uh, right? And so that was the concept for a fan sub that came up, you know, like a, a self-management tool that allowed, um, you know, uh, artists as well as organizations to, to, to manage their, the fan engagement. That's basically what it was. And the events portion just kind of helped set it on fire uh, as far as like bringing just big parts of money, like monetizing, you know, things like album release parties, Nick, like Drake could, he can right now on our platform turn it on and, and sell tickets for 1099 to an album release party to, or to some exclusive event and, and ticket it. Right. And so, so that's how it came about. And then, and then as we, so, so that concept came about, uh, I think in, in March, I, I had a lot of functionality built. And then as from March till, till, till I think May, uh, the, the live events portion just took over. And, uh, you know, I think we were just focused on, like uh, how to hash that out, like building a product that could scale where anybody could build a pay live event. Uh, and uh, we got around to doing our first show, which wasn't paid uh, around June, right? So so we were cast with, you know, all of a sudden I, I didn't know anything about live streaming at the time, but now I had to go build, you know, um, a, a, a web platform as well as uh, a React Native, uh, two React Native uh, or, or, or one React Native platform for as, for uh, iOS and Android, so so that's a little black backstory how FanSub came about, uh, and then, then as of now, um, we are now one of the only full self serve platforms 
where uh, any organization or entertainer can come to fans, at, you know, fansub.live and actually go create their own uh, paid live event. And, and, and we, we hand them uh, deep link URLs uh, that could be, uh, that also can be, um, you know, uh, intermingled with sponsors, you know, as well as uh, like a whole dashboard to, to manage all their analytics that come back. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little backstory of what fans up, man, and how we got, how we've gotten to where we are today. Yeah. So is it like, would it accurate, be accurate to say it's like B to B to C? Like, are you ultimately selling to the businesses that are, you know, the artists and their groups and then they go out and push it to fans or are you trying to yeah. be like a. Yeah. So, so it, it's definitely a B to B, a B to B to C play. So, so we go out and uh, like our, our clients are artists and organizations uh, mm-hmm. and, and most of those organizations are labels at the, at the current moment. So, so they're either they're independent artists or they are, you know, and actually we just got some events companies. Uh, I don't know if they even throw the type of events we're looking for, but we, but we've been getting a lot of, uh, I'd say it's just, it's even between independent artists and just labels and just other type of, you know, event booking people. Like it's a lot of booking agents that have all of a sudden come out of nowhere that want to, that are looking to take advantage of this platform. Uh, Cause we plan to introduce I, I don't know. I want to do a lot in it, but I, but I see this as a hybrid model uh, that people yeah. can continue to use uh, well into COVID because we because what we can do now now that we're you know because because nobody had before Nick uh, you know and maybe Ticketmaster was doing this, but nobody no platform that we knew of was actually letting people ticket it live streams, and then that kind of got us into oh well this there's this new thing where okay yeah okay yeah you can ticket live stream but the data aspect of being able to hand the artist or organization was like kind of the the, the, the sleeper in the room so uh that that's kind of one of our differentiators that you know unlike some other events you know um you know previously like, like ticket match live nation they're not handing you any data they're keeping it to market themselves to make decisions we as a company are are not holding that data like our artists that you know every ticket you sell will hang you back first name last name email address, location, if, if people give access to it so that you can, you and your team or your organization can make decisions going forward as far as releases, doing other streams, doing other shows. Yep. Well, I think right. it's a part of a trend of putting, you know, sort of the the people in the center of the process and putting like the, I mean, the, the product here is the artist. It's the art, well, it's the art, you know, made by the artist. It's the art made by the Everyone's artist. hoarding the fucking data, man, or, 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 or the value. The, a lot of people are hoarding the value that that artist creates and they're making right. money off of it, right? So Facebook, right. Instagram, Live right. Nation, Ticketmaster. Right, right. And, um, and th- that's definitely a disruptable kind of paradigm, which is, hey, I want my own stuff. But, but just like anyone who kind of, you know, kind of like if, if, if the complaints aren't loud enough, like everyone can ignore it because no one cares, like the fans still get to do it. And then you have to do it. You have to go through that funnel. You can't right. replace that stage and that venue and that city. And like, it's a right. machine. You just plug in and you just deal with, with what you get. What, there's right. no, you know, collective bargaining agreement, I guess, you know, like group. There's no, right? right. So there's no, right. it's just like, damn. You, I mean, and think about that. Like think of how bad it is kind of in some ways for NFL. I mean, you know, it's bad, but I mean, people are still making money, but like, mm-hmm. and they have a group. They have right. a group advocating for kind players of the, the players. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it is, still don't work sometimes. It, it, yeah, and we yeah. still don't, we didn't get what we want. We got bullied into deals. You know that? Like we got, we, we did. Like we lost yeah. to the owners. Like we, we, we've lost every time yeah. I think so. I don't think we won one collective bargaining agreement, <laughs> but yeah. So, they, so yeah, just like you were saying, artists, they, they don't even have a chance to stand on, right? They kind of got to yeah. go with what they're given. 
Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like this actually took sort of a fortuitous turn, whereas maybe just like, Hey, build your following and own your data. Mm -hmm. But like, there wasn't really a big play with events because how would you just break into that? And now all the events going virtual, you can Mm -hmm. get an audience. And then Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, kind of extrapolating, but Mm -hmm. now if your customer, if you get enough customers, they're going to take this back to the next venue and say, Hey, every time I do a live show, this is my sort of companion hybrid product. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, 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 so that's what fans has has literally like Nick over the last two weeks, like we've been getting inquiries from everybody to like make it hybrid, make it hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. Like, like I want to be able to sell tickets both ways. So, so now we're, we're, we're already pivoting somewhat and we just literally got started and it's already been pivoted. It's already like customers are already making us pivot into that model. Well, I, w- I was going to ask because like if, if Live Nation has control of the venue, they, they could block you out and be like, no, you can't bring this fan sub in here. And so now maybe artists and promoters are like, well, let's just find a different venue. Like what is right. it, just a stage? I mean, like literally it, what's the value that Live Nation provides? Well, well, you're right. So they own they own most of the venues like they right. that's that's their their they they can they can put a date on the calendar for a venue and block it out. That's what they got. Yeah. Um, yep. And 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 also they they hold on to the data. So they, uh, and also they, you know, they own Ticketmaster too, uh, mm-hmm. I, which I, I just found, I just found out they own Ticketmaster. So uh, they literally are a monopoly. Like they, you, you can't, there's, they kind of control all, there's no really negotiating we, you can do yeah. with them. And, and they're no, I mean, you know, like I think there's AMG, they really can't compete with them. Live Nation is the biggest. So, um, I, you know, I, I, the only thing we have to do is probably find another venue, but they're still like, even though they, they own a lot of venue, Nick, venues think there's still a lot of a whole lot of venues that are available that you can other options that you can go to well anyone who's ever wanted to put on a local kind of conference or local kind of mm-hmm. uh, like a festival if there's a live nation venue it you almost have to avoid it like the plague you can't either you have to sell a whole different ticket package for that or it's going to be cost an arm and a leg and they've done and right. i don't know their business model but like mm-hmm. they did something smart with money uh, you know to like lock these venues up whether they right. kind of like paid the venue or like just gave them a pretty good contract or just like kind you know just said hey we'll handle it but it's right. ours right and uh and they don't i don't think have an ownership stake in like the building but like they've like no contracts can go through that without it going through Ticketmaster, and so it's a monopoly that's i mean but it's just a venue i mean and especially as we have like maybe more of a hybrid experience like right lots of places i mean i have an empty building i'm a venue i could be a venue you know you, you like, we want to like, work like, remotely like, like right? cool like, like yeah like and so and so that's the, that's the thought nick that like because it's hybrid model like nick it, it's so crazy man because like i mean nick it doesn't if, if you sell a ticket on FanSub at 20 bucks, Nick, all you need is to make 50 grand, 20, you need to sell 2,500 and you'll make that money. Like it's, it's a whole nother revenue model that I don't think any artist, like, and, and I don't mean to like try to take away from people's, you know, like live in-person events, but for these artists and these entertainers, Nick, like setting up tours. Like I remember hearing from the artist Russ that he spent, I think his last tour, he spent like 2 million on it, right? For like a 16 city tour. And I and I just wanted to tell them, bro. I was like, you could have made a couple of those virtual and and not had to spend nearly half of that, right? You know, like because because from from my understanding, touring is not as easy as people think it is. It's a lot of moving parts. There's production. There's tour buses. There's hitting the road. And I'm not saying, you know, we want to really disrupt that, but if we can make it easy on the artist and then also empower them with data and also find ways to help them make even more money. Uh, and I don't see how people, anybody would be opposed yep. to it. How much did he make on that tour that he spent 2 million on? Do you know? 
I don't know. Um, but I, know I mean, you could have just invested it into Bitcoin and probably just been oh, you know ahead of the game. Like two million could have been ten, man. It could have been ten. Oh, we all missed it. Don't get me talking. We all, everyone misses it every time. Oh, uh, every time because no one has made money on Bitcoin. I'm just gonna tell myself that so I don't feel bad at night. But um, but so okay, cool. So and it's crazy. I mean, like you know, I'd argue that the first the original fan sub was like, all right, you know, kind of steep uphill climb like people mm -hmm. driving their fans there new platform mm -hmm. but that's a mm -hmm. that was a percolating kind of trend like man just get get some do anything get your own platform only fans i mean only fans right. has other reasons it's a draw but like you see right. real brands and real you know kind of celebs doing it now because they're like okay well you know if they have the following then they mm -hmm. can go there right. if you do other stuff you know people will right. just discover it anyway or whatever but right. like you still right. have to go get the following somehow in these other existing platforms so right you right. know it, but i think that's a fair that's more of a fair trade like hey i'm gonna use instagram they get all the eyeballs mm -hmm. and, and they help me with discovery and so like right. all those transactions you could argue are fair they get that data they make the money off it and they help me with discovery they're handing me clients for free i get that for free right. but right. i can i have the right to go pipeline them someplace else where right. I can kind of control and monetize. And if they don't get the value from me, they'll leave. And so it's kind of the, then that transaction moves over to another site. So that's a good, good deal. I mean, now, you know, it seems like there's a really, a strong ability to kind of dis like dislodge the live event industry with kind of a hybrid model right. where it's like, if you have, cause streaming, I mean, I, I see the benefit of streaming, like, well, hey, I'm going to be in, you know, di you know, I'm trying to think of like Dave Matthews, like I'm in Denver, but it's always some other place, like some Red Rock, Colorado, right. I'm just dating right, right, myself, because right, right, right. that's right. like an album, I don't know, but, uh, you know, so like that's one place, how many people can possibly show up? I mean, the answer is actually a ton, it's like, you know, right. a, a ton, but like, but like, but if it's one live stream, then that's every person that has the internet, so it's obviously more of an audience there, right. but they don't show up because it's not the same, you know, I'm outside right. or I'm in the venue, I'm in right. the club or I'm, at, you know, whatever, like, so how, you know, what's that balance and how do you see kind of fan sub serving that balance? Is it, you know, just sort of like finding the, I mean, I guess if it's a hybrid, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but sort of like, right. how does live stream complement hybrid once we kind of finally get back to that part? Hybrid. Yeah. So I, I totally seen it as a play, Nick, uh, of, uh, having access to the event, like, 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 uh, like as far as like a ge geographical, like, are you near the mm -hmm. event? Like, like, so, so, I, you know, I think they, they play well together because like somebody, your favorite artist could be doing, or your favorite entertainer could be halfway across the world, Nick. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, it could have been a Friday night. You and some friends want to do X, Y, Z, uh, you know, your favorite bands performing and you just want to stream it on the TV and show, show people. So I, I feel like, I think they play well together if done in the right con context, right? Like, yep. uh, it, it's all about the strategy for how you do it. Cause you, you, like I say, like, you know, in my opinion, you can, uh, like, do, could you sell the same, could some, some artists could certainly sell the same uh, live stream ticket over and over again. Cause they just had that power. Right. And then for some other people, I think if it, 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 it just needs to be strategy based on how they, yep. you know, when, when an event is, is live stream versus when it's in person. And I think, yep. so, I think, I think uh, it, when people, if they pay that, you know, that obviously that, that much attention, uh, they could get the, the you know, uh, uh, the solution or the, or the, the so it to help solve the problem they look for. Go ahead. What's a medium like length tour? How many stops? How many like there? So therefore, how many venues are needed throughout? Uh, kind of right. Like so medium tour looks like like twelve to fifteen stops usually. That's it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
Uh, well, well, well. I think the weekends was like twenty eight actually. So for somebody like like him, and I just saw his a lot of nation just put the weekends upcoming tour, and it's an international tour with like twenty eight to thirty four stops. So for for somebody like him, Nick, um, he could literally do make four of those, or I say four to six of those virtual, and, and literally he could say somebody like the weekend on a thirty four. I think it's I think it's thirty four shows. I just actually remember. So for somebody like the weekend that had thirty four stops, I say cut it cut it to like twenty five and make four virtual, and yep. and you'll make you'll literally make the money back from the other shows. Uh, and 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 and, and, it, and it's features Nick like geofencing is a popular thing you hear in, mm-hmm. in virtual world now. Like so, for instance, on our platform we can geofence uh, a particular area off so that you can only sell tickets in a certain area, right? Yeah. So 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 that combined with your strategy and then obviously you got to use geofencing to make it where some people can buy tickets because you don't want the live stream show being saturated. So, so people like when things get back to normal, like people will be geofencing concerts so that like it, it's not saturated with the same, cause people don't want to see the same show. And I, I definitely, it, nobody, I, I know personally, I probably wouldn't want to see the same show uh, twice. So uh, it's just, it's just certain functionalities that we built into the platform to help people like navigate around you know, a certain demographic or a certain geographic, you know, people in a certain location seeing an event and, and then having access to it, right? So if I, you know, if I know I can only, because I'm in New York and I can only see an event, I'll probably be that much more likely to buy an event. Plus, you know, with our pricing, we we definitely are trying to keep artists to keep the, the live paid events uh, on the lower side of the price scale, right? Because people's attention span that long. So and it's still a lot of trial and error going on right now. Yep. But uh, but so far everybody loves it, um, and uh, like it, we're just really getting started, Nick. So uh, ask me a lot, ask me some questions in probably about three more months as we yep. fully get into swing of things. But like I think for right now, people hadn't had a stage, Nick, to even to no, even right. for, perform on. So so we hadn't even got a lot of those questions yet about uh, what about you know like I, I think I, I think the first couple. It's it's mostly the organizations that are asking the hard questions that you're asking right now. The artists are, you know, independent artists specifically are just like, give me the platform, give me give me my my URL, just let me run, let me make some money because they have not been monetizing, uh, you know, and, and maybe the bigger ones, off, you know, off of streaming. But you know, like I I know a, lot, a whole lot of independent independent and smaller scaled artists who, you know, have have never uh, actually made any money from a show, like right. So the the, the show we did. The live event we put on last week was for from some kids out of Chicago, and I want to say they sold around seventy tickets all together and made probably probably about six seven hundred dollars. That's the most money they've ever made from a show, right? Yeah. Like so 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 it has a different effect for everybody. Like on on the smaller side, like this will probably be the most money a lot of these independent small artists have ever made. And on our bigger side, it could potentially be the most money they ever made, and and it'll let, make their tour cycle. It could potentially make it less stressful. Uh, yeah. if used in the right context. This is awesome. So, you know, you're saying like Atlanta's the mecca of all music. And I was like, man, Toronto, man, you got Drake, you got The Weeknd. I I mean, that's basically yeah. 99% of record sales probably right now. I mean, now. It, it is. Though, it, it is <laughs> so, like, it's really Toronto, actually. Who knew? Well, Canada. Well, right. Well, I was just talking about <laughs> as far as the, the diversity amongst how, how many artists or entertainers. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's just sort of, Nobody I think it's an outlier, but then there's going to be the next Drake or the next weekend. And it's just going to be like, Toronto just keeps it going. Keep that I mean, winning streak Drake, alive. I mean, Drake is Drake's on a whole nother level right now. Like I've never seen an artist, uh, and I, I won't talk about him long, but just never seen anybody with that type of power and that type of just draw. And, and it's for so long, bro. Like it's like you're 
12, right? How are you still doing this? I, I don't yep. know. Uh, yeah, and the weekend's right like there with him. Started. So yep. it seemed like, yeah, I mean, 30, not, I mean, Nick, people can, I mean, Jay Z's what? He's in his 40s. He's still rapping. And I guarantee yep. if you dropped the album in, you probably would listen to it as well as everybody else. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there's, uh, so in the business, so you've run some shows. So you're, the business is, is making some money on some scale. And it sounds yeah. like the ideal, I mean, what seems like a great opportunity for this to be huge is mm. finding, you know, finding a way, like I was asking about the tour stops because it's like, man, okay, if we can get 12 to 16 venues, mm-hmm. call it in North America, mm-hmm. this is the hybrid platform that runs it. And so we're gonna have a 20 sort of 20 show tour or 18 show tour or something, but like two or three are, are hybrid. It'd be great to then like compare, like, look, I'm going to do one mm-hmm. virtual versus what's my best location or maybe second best, right? Maybe it's not going to perform as bad as good as your best, best, like hometown, right. all that, whatever, whatever. But like, you know, it's like, and then how does that one actually perform? What does the sales do? You know, cause that the overhead to produce that's probably way less. Well, actually it is definitely way less. It's way, it's, um, Nick, it's, it's, it's way less. It only costs yeah. us. Um, I mean, you, you could put, you could put a hundred thousand people in the stream in a, in a AWS stream. Cause we, we built our platform in Thailand, AWS. And so we're using uh Amazon interactive video service for our, to, for our streams. And we can do as many as AWS can handle. There's no, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, AWS really went out their way and, and COVID actually forced them to build this product. And all yep. I did was take advantage of it right when it became available. And so we could put a million people on the stream and it not, it probably only cost a couple hundred bucks. Yep. And so then it's like, then you'd have real, I, I would totally understand if you don't have real data because people can't compare one versus the other, but yeah, getting a mm-hmm. couple big, you know, medium sized, kind of people who are used to doing a tour to make the tour fully around the fan sub. So finding those mm-hmm. promoters or those management companies who are like, man, and like how, basically if it, if you start by not, by saying we're not going to use Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to maybe like sort of poke the bear or whatever, but like, dude, you can have a whole thing around it. Now there's a show that's in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. it's live streamed and maybe it's, what if it's fenced to only North America, but then there's one that's in, shot in italy or something or europe you know it's like dude i'm in england or whatever london mm-hmm. and and but it's got more of a london vibe i mean you know right. it's like kind of the, the set and all that so that there's right. still so even but actually maybe you don't even gate it maybe it's not geofence because it's like dude right. i want to see that show in london and right having a having a real like there's sort of like the go live kind of piece where it's like yeah yeah just do that make the money or the kids making the 700 bucks but there's also like the I'm not spending 2 million kind of per like sort of install, right. but I'm going to still spend like a couple hundred grand to kind of make this a real event. And I really right. want to get people thinking in their minds, mm-hmm. I've got a show. It's like, let's get people together. Just like you'd watch a fight or something and pay, you know, a, a right. ton, you know, yeah. like, I'm going to get that. It's going to be an event. Yeah. And so like, right. I'm going to go ahead and get that to stream here. And maybe right. actually, maybe those are, maybe those are pricing indicators. Cause I do see like how many people are just going to sit at their house being like, I'm watching a concert by myself. You know, right, you might right, be right, streaming right. it to, you know, some super fans might, or if it's just on your mm-hmm. device, maybe that's 10 bucks. But if you're streaming it to your sort of like TV, you know, mm-hmm. smart TV app or right. whatever, it's more about, and I don't know, if, first of all, we can figure that out later. But the point being like, right. people are actually optimized. I don't think there's really been the full on optimization for like, you go have your party and your little like mm-hmm. sexy lounge, whatever, mm-hmm. like condo in New York City. And, and, you, right. and you're having someone else is doing their thing over there in some other town. And you're all watching the maybe not Drake, but you know, the kind of the concert that's, you know, specifically uh, like optimized for, for being streaming green room, right. you know, you can do right. all kinds of different stuff. You could have it be a full, I don't know what an hour is, but you know, five hour, three hour 
production, right? So two hours right. of show, one hour, right. just like green room and stuff where they kind of like break. And then, right. you know, like, I don't know, like, but it's like really optimized and it's a real show. It's a real concert. Maybe it starts mm -hmm. as a companion ticket where it's like, dude, if you buy a ticket, you get mm -hmm. this or, or that we're kicking off the tour. I don't think it's a, it'd be an uphill climb to be like, I'm going to get like literally someone of like the Drake thing, but there's gotta be someone there that, you mm -hmm. know, you put this like, Hey, comprehensively, this is the concert business model and entertainment mm -hmm. business model of the future that we're powering mm -hmm. and it puts the artist first but now if you get them to drive all their concert throughput even on the in-person through your right. ticketing platform like you're just collecting right. way more data right. and now your ticket yeah. maybe you know it's like from ticketing to like mobile entry mm -hmm. you know you're kind of adding that like oh and this person this is who showed up with the ticket this is what they right. did on right. site you know i actually you right. know while i was there i put in some damn payment RFID things, or, you right. know, you made sort of a transactional, like a token, right? So it's like, right. oh, what if yeah. I could just, I know what everyone's doing and I can give you that right. data and now right. you can message to them. And now they're your fans for life. So when you do other go lives, cause there's mm -hmm. the tour, right? So artists can still right. set up like the tour. The tour is going to be like right. the extra special, but what about right. just like, Hey guys, I'm doing a quick ad hoc thing. It's five bucks. Uh, Bam. Right. And, and right. now right. we can really see what kind of money can be right. made. I don't know if anyone's really tested. I mean, you've got kind of like, oh, I just went live on Instagram. I'm Taylor Swift. Like, okay, just people might right. just donate, you know, people, that's going to make a ton of money. Right. Uh, but, you know, what about real people who are trying to make a living? Um, right. And how can Plan, that build yeah. up? Also, I mean, speaking of Drake, though, I'm on like Sirius, whatever, because my car is no. like kind of still has satellite radio, doesn't like have the whole Apple <laughs> stuff. It's old, it but like, yeah, yeah. So 2016 though, it didn't do the new, new doesn't have the new Apple. Shit. They're always very slow to upgrade stuff, you know, like because right, right, they right, say right. they say it's in QA for longer, but I mean, there's still shit that doesn't work on there. So no, no, I don't know, no, that's a fallacy. No, no. But the point no, is, like, no. there's like Drake Radio Channel 42, and like, there's all these like international cats on there. I was like, I was like, yeah, dude, and I love it. I've never heard of any of these guys. It's not the right. kind of like just. The, I mean, you always it's like, dude. I mean, Lil Baby is on every third song on all the other channels. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm trying. Dude, I'm trying to so, get him too, Nick. I, I'm trying hard yeah. to get. To, I'm trying hard to actually get him on the platform. Yeah. So, but think about the but the inner but the Drake Channel 42. Like these guys are like I mean I've never even I mean I've, I haven't even remotely heard of them or I don't know any of their sounds and it's like to me it's like so unique it's like so fresh I'm like dude this guy's like from France and this guy's from England and they all have like accents right. and it's like very different than our right. kind of hip hop you know and right. Right. I love it and I'm like shit there's gonna be like a whole place of discovery in a platform right. like right. this where it's like dude right. who is influencing who's promoting what. And mm -hmm. there's no reason, and there's no way for me to access that guy other than like, well, his direct maybe YouTube channels or mm -hmm. like kind of following him or like doing the digital downloads. But like until, until the, you know, economics in the kind of, uh, you know, market change for right. like downloads, you know, music and albums and all that. And like how much Apple pays you, it's like concerts are still kind of the primary moneymaker. Right. So, right. you know, right. I would love to be like, man, look at that. That thing is $10. And like that, like, for me right now, because I just stumbled upon that channel, I'm like, that is right. just the hottest music. I can't, rem I can't even remember any of these guys' names, but I'm right, just like, dude, right. it's so dope. It's very like European, and mm -hmm. it's like fresh. And I'm like, ah, oh, I want to like, if there was a concert, I would absolutely consume that. So I think there's a lot of right. kind of legs for what you're working on. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, where's it? Where's the yeah. business? I mean, have you are you raising money? You did you have raised money. Where when's so, the next round? And who's participating? Yeah, so so. Uh, we're about to start pitching. I actually got a good group, man, that have been, uh, I didn't have to go find these people. They found us and our, and our socials have been growing uh, on, on Twitter pretty good for fans. Up, right. A lot of people like it. We're on the radar of some, some decent V some, some big time VCs, actually some, some decent ones. So uh, we're just uh, probably about to start pitching at, at least throwing, rolling out updates to potential investors starting next week. We'll start updating them 
probably once every two weeks, and then we'll get on a normal schedule of once a month. But then we're we're I'm gonna open up uh, uh probably like a, a seat round of, of, tr- of actually trying probably in about two weeks, right? Because because uh because we got we got so right now we got four shows scheduled, right? We got four shows scheduled, and, and we'll have we'll, we'll actually have the full complement of our because uh, like the first two shows we, we only had an, uh, iOS the platform that you can view shows on, but now since then now you can you can watch it on uh, four different platforms now. So you'll be so first show first two shows we had and we, we, and we Nick we only had three days to promote it and they sold seventy some tickets between some people with no names right mm-hmm. at six dollars people bought it uh, and it's a it's a it's a it's an amazing feeling when you start selling tickets too it feels it feels really good I ain't gonna lie to you uh, but. Um, I'd say probably we're probably gonna open up a seat round or, or pretend or, or begin to start to pitch our investors in about two weeks. Uh, you know, so I, so I wanted all the I wanted a series of shows scheduled us to be making money. Uh, and 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 first the first I think I think the first thing I want to do is just proof of concept, right? I, I got I knew everything worked, but you don't because you you don't know until you know, right? So we hadn't actually seen our our paid stuff and, and our and our paid live streaming work. And uh, with the first two shows, we, we, we actually, one of the shows was pre-recorded, and then the second one was actually live stream. So we got to see both situations of what we'll be doing, actually work in the real world, and actually, you know, and nobody had any problems doing anything. So so I want to get out, out, out the way first. That's been accomplished now. We got four four shows that, uh, as of which, two of them are about to start. They're about to hit the app stores uh, tomorrow, on Friday in full, full marketing mode, right? And so, and so, uh, probably in about two, I, I'd say, I'd say we're probably going to start rate trying to raise in about two weeks, or definitely about two weeks, two weeks from now. Sweet. So, I mean, you know, hopefully this is like part one of the convo. Part two is like, mm. you know, now I'm an investor. I'm in, you know, let's go sell some <laughs> shit to somebody, man. Like, I would definitely want to sell this product. It just seems like, I, yeah, good. Yeah, I, no, 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 and, and definitely, uh, definitely excited to have you on board, man. Like, but I knew, uh, uh, this one was a lot different from a lot of other products, Nick, because like I didn't have to, like, like the investor for this one, like it's easy. It's it's not, it's it, it's super easy. And I, and I know we're on, we, we built or, 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 or we're on the right path to building the right product, right? Because the, the just conversations I'm having have been completely different. Like they're, they're, they're tell me about team, like, you know, why you, uh, what makes you guys special? Like why, because and how we feel as a company, nobody's taking like the market authority with like a live streaming hybrid platform yet and we still feel like the gates just wide open like there are yep. definitely it's a it's definitely a lot more competition like i mean you got scooter brown in the space you got you got you got a lot got some some decent players but nobody like I, I you know i still myself hadn't bought a paid live stream event and so like we we just feel like there's still a a, a huge door open uh and, and 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 obviously nobody knows when this whole COVID thing is going to be over with. I mean, we, we're guessing we're by the end of the year, right? But, you know, and, and so, you know, it's just a it's just a huge opportunity. We probably got definitely to the rest of this year to make it work and, and you know, and to get on a track to where we pivot into, you know, a, a, the the perfect product that, that actually makes a mark, man, and becomes a household name. That's right. That's great. I mean, in, in a couple minutes, you know, we'll, we'll wrap, but um, I feel like I want to, at least tee this up for another convo, but you know, in, in, in a few words, tell me about the process from going, you know, what was it like going from sort of pro athlete to uh-huh. startup, you know, getting people coming to you with all kinds of stuff to like, now I'm a, a bootstrap startup trying to raise money. And I'm asking a lot of people for stuff and, and right. potentially, well, obviously we know there's failure there because not, it's not just right. like, Hey, can I get some money? Yes. Oh my gosh. One ask one check. 
right? right? So, I mean, there's a lot, like all this success to now all this failure. What was that? What was that like? Uh, it was tough, man. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not used to failing. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, making it to where I made, made it to that league. I made, made it, you, you want at every level at some point, right? Like you, you, you want, want, you're always the best, best, best. So I, that was fucking tough, Nick. Like, just like, Oh, you're just not the pretty girl in the room no more. Like, and so, uh, it taught me all, it, it, it taught me not to waste a whole lot of time. I can definitely tell you that it taught me where to spend the majority of my time at. Right. Um, and, and actually how to build a culture around something kind of early and how to get people excited about it. I, I'd say just from failing, like, like my failures have been my greatest accomplishments in tech, right? I wouldn't say football because football, you don't have any room to fail or, you, or you'll be out. Uh, but tech, you know, like, especially with the, with the VCs I'm talking to now, I don't think some of them would invest Nick if I hadn't previously failed, uh, yeah. to be, to be quite honest with you. So I definitely tell every entrepreneur out there, you know, people that watch this, like it, it's okay to fail, right? And I, I don't want you to. I want you to hit it and raise ten million dollars in C, in C or a couple million dollars in Series A. You raise fifteen million, yeah. But that's probably not going to happen for you. Um, and, and so embrace it. Like I, I definitely say, like the, the moment where I was able to continue, because after gig, after you know, after gig was tough, man. Like building that whole platform myself and and, and not actually not necessarily executing the way I wanted to. But it was the execution the reason why we failed, right? Just. Just I'd say just not knowing, just not knowing what I don't know. Um, but and then this time taking those, taking the failures, the losses, uh, you know, you know, not being able to raise necessarily, not being able to get traction, and and and, and taking it, and applying it to this product, so that I don't, I don't fail, at least fail in those same ways, right? Like if yeah. I'm gonna fail, it'll be with a new product and a whole bunch of new ways, not because um, because I got a knack, a lack of knowledge or how to, uh, you know, you know, or, or just I'm just stumbling on my own toes, so. So that's kind of that's kind of how how I got over it, man. And 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 I and I always know, you know, you only need one person to say yes, right? As far sure. as like raising money, uh, and 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 it, and, it, and it's better to identify potentially who who those yeses are early on, and, and kind of get them get them, you know, on your team sooner rather than later. All right, I think that's the biggest thing I've that's the thing I've done. But I I, I got I got like I know obviously no, you need money to raise. Like I could continue to, to bootstrap this company, but it can't just be me. And it's, and it's no longer just me. I get, I, I got a, I got a team that helped me help. That's helped me run this. Uh, and nobody's, I tell you right now, nobody's being paid. Like everybody, uh, you know, uh, agreed to, you know, like, uh, you know, some, some, you know, some, something that'll make them work hard as I'll say. Uh, and everybody's highly, highly motivated. And, and, and more so I say, you know, with this product, I actually went and got, musical experience or people that were experts in the music industry or in the entertainment industry versus, you know, maybe some previous companies I thought I knew and I can Google it and I, that's how I'll find out. No, this time I actually found people to help us run it that, that are in the industry, that are, that are, that do own labels, are booking agents, are blah, blah, blah. They live, eat, sleep, yeah. breathe this, this industry. So, 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 I'm, so we're not guessing when we build certain features because, you know, now Nick, we can build anything we want, right? So, but that's a, you could go down a wormhole and just be building the product that nobody nobody freaking wants. So, uh, just I came around this time, man, just a lot more educated and 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 you know uh, taking my failures and making those positives um, and and trying to and not do the things we did last time. That's all I'll tell anybody, man. And and so far it's worked out, and so far you know we're looking up and hopefully hopefully the next conversation we'll say Nick's invested as well as some other people. That's right. Uh, uh and, and we're on our way to our series a 
and because uh, I'm still trying to get Drake, I'll tell everybody I want Drake. I want Lil Baby. I want the biggest of the stars. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, this is like a title type play, right? It's like you know, no, like, no, no, you no, just I'm need serious. one like, one person need, to revolve so, their thing around this, and now literally. it's on a so it, it's yeah. it's only popping because and, and we've even, I mean, we're we're, tra- we're chasing Bobby Smurda. We're chasing you know you know he just got a big big phantom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, 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 so we're chasing the big players. Cause, cause we know if you land a, a major player, A-list or like that, at like our self-story portal, that'll, they'll see people will see how they did it. And that'll automatically yep. become an organic thing. Like it's kind of becoming right now. So I, I think our players fan sub is going to be, we'll produce our own big time live shows. And then organically we need our, we need clients producing their own show. That's how we, yep. that's how we, we scale this thing. And then, you know, and that's also how it become a brand because as soon as, you book Drake and do a show. Everybody knows what fan sub is, or, or one, any yeah. alias and Nick where we do. You'll yeah, literally take over right. the market, and you'll become the authority. And so that's what we're trying that's to right. do. That's right. That's the shit. Well, I think that's great. I think this is a good sort of wrapping point, and it's one. And and I was like running late trying to set my whole setup up. So I appreciate you, you dying, kind of you good, bearing bro? with me on that. So this is awesome. I mean, this is going to be oh. uh, huge, uh, like we know. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a couple of salient points in that, which was, you know, don't, don't like, it's okay to fail, but like, don't fail for the same reasons you know, <laughs> over and over. Like, at least do that. Like, just don't do the same thing just, twice. Just, just literally yeah. don't do the same, like, like, cause you know what you did. Like, cause I, I know, especially with me being a technical founder, I, I can go off into like rabbit hole. Cause you don't, at, at some mm-hmm. point, and as a technical founder, I'll tell them too, like, man, do your customer discovery find people that are buy your product don't just sit here and build shit because i can do that like i can sit there and, and, and i mean david we're, we're working on i know and i know we got we got a couple minutes but my buddy's working on nft stuff to go in fan stuff we're working on that right now yeah i, I hadn't yep. even we hadn't talked about that like nfts are here and yep. we want to let people put their recorded live event into an nft auction off we, we're, i'm work, we're working on some stuff with fan sub into that so so that i just got it covered and uh, engineer that works on CNN, he works for CNN. He's actually building it right now. David Hernquist, yeah. he's building it right now. And I, and, I, and I myself have built smart contracts off Ethereum, so I know how to do it. Um, and so that's coming as well. And our roadmap for Nick, if we can just break in, Nick, and get in and become an authority, uh, we'll do. We'll take over, man, because we'll, we will listen to our customers and we'll build product for people that they enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And start with the end in mind. And I think we all kind of, everyone's guilty of like, man, I see this problem. I have a great idea. It's a solution. It's a solution. It's a solution. Mm-hmm. And finding that balance between asking what other people want and then that thing that you think, right? So it's not, so it's, it's usually not really one or the other, right? It's listen to the customers, right. but it's still have a right. point of view because you might be the one that is seeing it a little bit differently and it's going to drive mm-hmm. sort of the, the connecting of those dots and drive the ultimate kind of paradigm right. shift. Uh, but mm-hmm. you can't do it in a vacuum. So right. finding the balance, you know, of, of like, yeah, like, because if you just listen to customers, like, give me this, give me this, give me this, and you end up having the oh, same yeah, yeah, definitely. 20,000 yeah, features. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So so it's definitely finding the balance and not, and not just build a thousand different things, but you, you're trying to build something you can scale, right? Uh, that's all we're thinking about. Like, can it be scale? Can it, can't, does it fit multiple people's use cases? Does it solve everybody's problem? You know, and then that's how we kind of determine yeah. what feature goes. So, so last yeah. thing I'll leave you with, I feel like this should be, 
a mini web series that we embark on to be like starting of this, you know, new entertainment business paradigm. And it's just kind of like sort of the subject matter isn't the subject matter is the business and the startup and the process, but like the Uh sub storyline is like the changing of the entertainment business. Cause obviously you're in Atlanta. So then the film, it's all shot in Atlanta. It's all shot. And it's like, Oh, but by the way, uh, I'm here. So, you know, bam, like sort of like a, it's just like the low key promotional stuff. Like we're just shooting YouTube videos and like in Atlanta. So we'll do that too. That'll be our like kind of, that's the way to get Drake, man. We got to kind of go the long, got to take the long tail approach. That's a long game, right? Like, I, I mean, build right. a following, it, be our own sort of vibe, and then maybe that'll attract kind of the right, that, that, right people. Right. Or, or, or and, and you know, um, you know, I, I tell you this, man. We already, we already pitched to his, his, his booking agent. Like, we had him. Like, you got three. Mm. So I tell you right now, you got three and a half million. Like, you'll get Drake. That's what he wants. Yeah. Oh, he also wants eighty percent of live stream ticket sales too. That's that's how expensive. He's expensive, but yeah. So, so, so we're already at the table and they, they did their due diligence on us. Like I tell you, I'm just telling right now, like I've already gotten to the table with Nick where we were at the table with him and his people. We, we got a price we know. And, um, and so it's just getting back to that table again and making that make, and actually, cause, cause you can't play with deals like that. Cause and that's the part of the industry that I'm used to. Like these people are guarantees get sick. That they, that's what makes the deal in this industry. So um, obviously we come with, if we come with the brand, and you know, you know what we've done, and also some guarantees. I hope he's getting as expensive as he is now. Uh, I think we we got a really good chance to being able to to get him to do something. Uh, what about, I mean, do they allow you to recoup any of the guarantee? Is that just the guarantee, and then you recoup against that? So so like so, so, or? so so they they they'll allow us to to recoup our the money we spent. Yeah, they will. They they, they yeah. definitely will do that. Yeah. So like sort of like uh, a pref. Then, yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's got yeah money got to be sent in escrow. Like I and I and so I. Man, I've learned a lot, Nick, because I, I got I like so Drake's man, his uh his um booking agent is also manages the weekend. So you get him, you get the weekend, you get it. That's all I got a whole list, bro. Like I've been like I had to be booking agent for a little while. I had to be CEO. I had to play every role in this company, like COO, CEO, CEO, developer, uh CTO. I'm like, bro, I played them all, man. So yep. um, but but I but I definitely say, I mean, for us. And it was fan sub. If, if you want that A-lister, give them a guarantee. You definitely can give. Yep. Well, I wonder if there's like a, I mean, yeah, I guess that's an interesting thing to play with sort of like if that's a market, I mean, it's like not proven enough, but you could almost underwrite that separately from needing that to come out of like company cash or if you're C mm-hmm. round or A round, it's like that could almost be its own thing that you underwrite. You could, could you tokenize that? Right? Could you right? We, we could. sort of say, "Hey, I need to raise three point five uh, to mm-hmm. get a Drake show," but like I'll share mm-hmm. part pieces of the proceeds because we'll probably make. There's just no precedent, but it's like if we're gonna make twenty on three. I put in a dollar if I could risk it in three because I could have a dollar to lose. And then could that right, be ten dollars? Right. Yeah. Could that be fifty dollars? Right. Yeah. Could be a hundred dollars? Yeah. Could be a thousand? You know, everyone's kind of doing mm-hmm. that math, right? Like right, 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 you know, right, right. And then uh, so that's interesting. Um, so anyway, okay, well, let's pick that up later and uh, shoot me a note um, with kind of the, the pitch deck and, and stuff. I think you sent, I think you sent a link. I don't know if I, I'll see if I have the I think I said, yeah, so so I, we got a new pitch deck coming out and you'll okay. get it because you, 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 you're going to get it anyway. So it'll be a brand new pitch deck with, with Mike, my co-founder, Michael and myself. Um, and it also, Nick, I've been through, dude, this company's been, oh man, I had to fight for this one a little bit because I'll tell you, we, we switched folks, I, I've already, it had you know been through a co-founder uh at least one and so but it, but it came out well like he, he 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 was he was he was graceful in his exit but uh people uh 
people like people that I got involved in care passionately about it. That's all I'll say. Yep. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's it's coming along, and uh, I think there is sort of a there's a lot more to unpack with kind of the, the overall journey. And I know you've got a story that's, you know, super compelling and inspiring for a lot of people, but yeah, learning to code, building your own app, being a technical co-founder, uh, going on startup number, probably 1000, at least in your mind. Right. So like, always <laughs> my, good my, ideas. In my and, head, uh, yeah. yeah. And getting yeah. some traction. Right. So, I mean, there's some traction, you've run some stuff, your revenue positive, you know, with this in a small beta kind of controlled environment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on your way to a raise. So, so congratulations yeah. on the, on the progress and thanks for sharing all that you did. I, I appreciate it.